Hello there and welcome to a special edition of the Daniel Rosal podcast now in episode number 17 and I call this a uh, special edition because it's a novel take on the recording uh, methodology for me so what I've done to done to now is done up to now is I have a podcast I have a couple of podcasts actually one for my business one for myself uh, one for afteralia.com which is a new website that I uh, recently launched um, and what I've done up to now is to get the podcast onto YouTube um, I have uh, basically gone into a video editor added the audio and then added like a still image which is a good way to get the podcast onto YouTube as like kind of a syndication destination but for me it's re- it's a really really awkward workflow um, precisely because my computer is an i3 and rendering on rendering 45 minutes of video on an i3 or even 30 minutes is nothing short of disastrous so it's not been it's not been a great process uh, so what I thought I'd do and I'm just giving the technical details for two reasons Firstly, because I'm currently iterating through different microphones, um, I went on a purchasing spree of microphones like sometime last uh, year, and this is kind of how I operate. So I bought, I covered all bases, and I figured I'd buy kind of uh, relatively cheap options um, in a bunch of different microphones. So dynamic microphones, condensers, lapel microphones. Um, and then see what's good and then buy it buy a decent one and the reason I do that is because buying stuff from the internet in Israel is 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 challenging because if it's above $75 you need to pay 20% VAT but more than that which is sales tax for Americans but more than that uh, stuff tends to get stuck in customs so I've been waiting for four months for the communications ministry and this is this is why i always say living in israel the amazing image portrayed and i'm never saying this to be critical of israel i'm just saying that the kind of image portrayed is not always accurate because um you know living here can be like super super bureaucratic um and uh not easy so this is a good example so that's why i basically bought this and this microphone is um, it's called Manono. I believe it's a Chinese make. And I got this from Amazon. I'm actually, I've been surprisingly satisfied with this. It's a USB-C condenser mic. Um, and I've been using this for like all the radio interviews I've done recently. I've been using this for the podcast. And I think the audio quality is pretty decent. I'm just going to pull down the pop filter uh, just for a second. Just, just to see for myself. Because I know the video is a bit weird with the big filter in me. I'm going to give the old PBPB plosive consonants to see does that make a difference and i'm just going to put it back um for the rest of this episode so um in terms of in terms of what i want to talk about today so um yeah this has been an interesting interesting week very busy week social week getting back to normal life um but one of one of the things that came across came across my screen came to my attention was this story of a freelancer on fiverr who claims to have made almost four hundred thousand dollars now i say claims because uh, i could use the word alleges it kind of means the same thing right i mean i wrote a big blog post about this and i've actually been getting really really good feedback um through linkedin and through private channels and through emails and that kind of thing and people are clapping on the story uh which is nice um so I think it's definitely something I wrote this basically not as like a personal uh, vendetta intended to be really, you know, against this individual called uh, Alex uh, Fasulo. Um, I wrote this because 
this individual is one of a really, really long iteration of people I've seen uh, making really, really bold claims about their income um, and then using that to uh, sell uh, courses on the internet. And that's where I have an issue with it. So for, actually, let, let me actually be truthful. I have an issue with people um, in general just being brash about their income. I don't think it's helpful. If you're making tons of money from the internet, I don't understand why people feel the need to share that all over Instagram, all over YouTube. Um, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, but when they then happen to have a course they're trying to sell, that's where I really take issue with it because they're using this very, very, and I think it's a very, very cynical playbook. So just to be clear, um, and uh, um, I'm not alleging that this is what Alex Fasulo is doing. Um, I'm just saying that it struck me as, as if there is a chance that this is her playbook. Um, and I'm just going to just run through what I wrote in a blog earlier in the week. It's called why I have suspicions about Alex Vasulo's claimed Fiverr income or methods. And that's something I want, to, I want to highlight because it is possible that she is farming at work. Okay, it is possible she's actually earning almost 400K on Fiverr and she's farming work. But in my opinion is that even that's deceptive because she said in the video on CNBC, I am a freelance writer and I'm making 400K on Fiverr. Nothing mentioned in that about I have an outsourcing network uh, because that would effectively not make her a writer. That would make her like a business owner, uh, just basically running an outsourced writing business, getting people in India or a country like that uh, to do the work. Um, she didn't say that. So either way, I take an issue with it. That, that's me being honest here. So I'm just going to run through uh, the blog post. And for, for someone who hasn't, for anybody who hasn't yet seen, doesn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, if you're watching this, you probably are watching or listening to this, you probably have Go on to YouTube and type in, and it's a very specific figure, the 378K Fiverr freelancer. Um, very specific. It's a CNBC piece um, that CNBC make it. Uh, hold on. Wait, because there's a visual aspect of this podcast. Make it um, has done. And actually, I, I, I retract. I'm not saying she hasn't made it. I'm just throwing up serious questions and suspicions about the uh, integrity of the methodology employed and the transparency here. So basically go on and watch that video. It's a 10 minute clip and she talks a lot about uh, how much money she's made as she seems to. That's like her thing. And this isn't an attack. She says in the video that, you know, uh, mean men, I think something like mean men on the internet or like men on the internet are attacking her. And I just want to make clear, I don't know. I didn't know until two days ago who Alex Fasula was. I didn't care. She doesn't care about me, presumably. Um, you know, it's just that um, she, to me, as I said, represents a trend that's really, really harmful for freelancers because people with intelligence and critical and the faculty of critical critical thinking on the outside must be looking in and saying, "What a load of hot air!" And are all freelancers coarse hucksters? So that's why I take issue with it. I also take issue with it because I think that people selling these freelance courses are selling snake oil and why do i say that because if you look on um i give i give an example there's a there's a reddit i always talk I've, i seem to have always mentioned on these podcasts called the freelance writer subreddit and like basically people there are just giving out free knowledge and free info there's no magic formula to freelancing freelance writing or any type of freelancing there really isn't there's just basically you need to work really really hard 
and uh, I mean there's specifics for freelance writing you need to know how to price your projects per hour per project uh, 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 per word uh, you need to know how to acquire clients and that's basically inbound marketing or outbound marketing I've written all this stuff on medium check out my uh, freelance writing publication uh, it's called freelance writing and I've written this stuff um, for free uh, it's not even paywalled at the time I'm recording this and it will just tell you everything I know about freelancing. I've been doing this for five years. A lot of these people selling courses have been doing it for six months or one year. I, and you might be asking, what's your ulterior motive? And I'll be honest and say there really isn't an ulterior motive. I simply like, I enjoy writing. I enjoy sharing about freelancing. And for me, I guess also doing stuff like vlogging and podcasting um, is something I'm really interested in because um, I've, you know, I, I use used to do freelance journalism um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in journalism and for me it's fun so this is kind of easy topics for me to talk about so it's a good thing for me to write about and to, and to vlog about um, but there's no I'm not selling a course and to be honest I really really doubt that I'm ever going to be selling a course just because uh, freelance writing is I think a really good way to make money I think if you can monetize it I'm very suspicious of anybody who claims to be doing really, really well and is running a course to make money. Because to me, that kind of speaks to a contradiction. If you're doing so well, what are you doing uh, trying to sell rookie freelancers on a course? Like, what's that about? So uh, without, so as I say, I, this isn't so much about her. This is just a convenient example of uh, a case where I was able to spend 30 minutes Googling her um, and uh, enough time that I could come up with questions pretty easily. But the truth is I could have made this video about 30, you know, 100 or 200 other freelance course providers. So anyway, that's basically the issue I have with freelance courses. It's because I think that they are uh, monetizing uh, uh, information that should be in the public domain. I, I don't see any problem with freelancers. I like the idea of freelancers helping one another because I don't think we're in competition. Um, so that's one reason. The other reason is I think there are desperate people out there looking for freelancing. They've lost their jobs. They've been laid off due to COVID. And freelancing is like the big shiny thing for these people. And they might be in dire financial straits and they're saying, well, you know, uh, the way I need to get into freelancing is to pay a thousand bucks for this course. Now, by the way, this lady's course, Alex Fasulo, doesn't cost anything close to a thousand bucks, but I've seen ones that do. So that's the second reason why I am against it. Okay, so let me just go through basically. So check out the video by CNBC on YouTube there. And let me just basically explain a few flaws uh, or suspicious things I pointed out in the video. Number one, she's, she's making money on Fiverr. So Fiverr was, is like, um, I've been buying stuff on Fiverr for like 10 years, right? It started out as being five bucks. So when I was in high school, um, as a as a poor high school student, you know, um, little little after maybe we would do stuff like buy, you know, podcast intros. And speaking of, I really I really need to get one for this podcast. We would do things like buy podcast intros on Fiverr. So some guy records your podcast intro. Now over the years, Fiverr has evolved as a marketplace, and now you can do more than that. So you can have twenty dollar gigs. Hundred, you can have like you know. So she's selling one hundred to three hundred dollar gigs um but it's still by and large not like a super high rate marketplace and everything that this lady fasulo disclosed in her video 
indicates that she's not a very high charger. So I her her fiver handle is Fast Waldo, and I found one one gig she's always talking about about selling blogs, and it's one hundred to three hundred bucks. And it seems to me as if she mostly does a hundred book gigs. How do you make almost four hundred thousand bucks charging a hundred gigs a piece? Like four hundred k is like a massive income, uh, at least from my perspective, especially from something like writing. So how do you get there from these hundred dollar gigs? That doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, the other thing she said was that she does mostly eBooks and blogs. Those are like I'm. I'm actually going to quote from, from from my blog post here. Firstly, Fasulo says that she mostly ghostwrite books, blogs, and ebooks, right? So I've been freelance writing for five years. I've been writing professionally for 10 years. I've worked in in-house marketing for five years. By the way, I checked out this lady's LinkedIn and um, I think it said she worked in an office for like four weeks. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like, you know, throw cold water or throw my, say, I, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm not a super experienced person either, by the way. I'm not a 30-year marketing veteran. I'm 32 years old. But I know enough about the freelance writing industry to know what pays well and what does not pay well. In general, copywriting pays better. So copywriting, for those not familiar, would be things like um, uh, you know, landing pages, uh, emails, uh, that kind of thing, right? So that's where the money is in freelance writing. I don't personally do it. Uh, it, it, it not really for me. But if you wanted to be a really high-earning freelance writer go in, go into that area and typically i hear people talking about six figures one hundred thousand, uh that kind of income uh, i for sure think is, is is quite feasible for people successful freelancers 400k just seems like a big big stretch to me right especially for someone who's 26 years old and has been doing this for a few years i know i know veteran freelancers in their 40s and 50s and i'm lucky enough to have some of these guys in my personal network that uh you know earn like 150k uh, and they're proud of that fact and they should be because it's a good income so when this 26 year old working on fiverr comes and claims to have be earning almost 400,000 and doesn't mention outsourcing and kind of intimates she's doing this herself my suspicion radars go like this okay uh let, let me just go go through it a bit more because i don't want to make this like an exhaustive exhaustive um firstly because i'm kind of past this but i just wanted to once and for all pick on this as an example of um stuff that people fall for and by the way the youtube reaction videos are nuts the people are like wow uh nobody's nobody's questioning this i'm the only person uh to date on medium and on a podcast willing to ask hard and critical questions about this story so happy to be the first is all i can say um Okay, so basically, blogs and ebooks are not very profitable, and that's usually what she does. She says she wrote a ten thousand word in the CNBC piece, a ten thousand word ebook for a thousand bucks. That's a terrible rate. That is ten cents per word. Um, like again, that's not a high rate at all. Actually, that's a miserable rate. So, I was already, I was in two minutes in this video, and I was like, hang on, this does not, something is not making sense here. So she then says that she writes for people's dogs. And apparently this is more common than I realized. Uh, there is like a whole industry of book uh, uh, pets having Instagram accounts, right? Uh, I, I didn't know this. I'm a little bit disturbed about this information. But that, that being what it is, um, she, and she says, I'm going to give another quote. I've written lots of books for dogs. Okay, so again, how do we get from writing books for dogs at 10 cents a word, which by the way, is below the minimal recommended rate 
for a commercial writing set by the uh, uh, the American, uh, the EPA, and I'm going to get the acronym wrong unless I open up my old image here. Uh, the Editorial Freelancers Association, sorry, the EFA, they recommend for business sales writing that you should be charging 16 to 20 cents per word. So she's below that rate. She's writing, in my opinion, stuff about dogs. That has to be garbage. And writing 10,000 words in two days, um, that kind of is, sounds to me a bit contradictory when she's claimed that she writes for, and I quote, uh, uh, big companies, So uh, sorry, I don't quote, this is almost what she said, I believe, big companies you've heard of, okay? So um, if she claims, if, if that, that to me is like a suggestion that she's working for big enterprise clients and uh, they, they're very particular about their content, in my experience. Um, I, actually, I haven't worked with, I haven't worked with, enter with enterprise clients, so I, I, I take that back, but you know, the bigger the client, large, medium-sized companies, they can be quite particular about the type of writing they require and very, very hard to produce that at the rate of 5,000 words per day. The next thing that struck me just as like, okay, this is, this is just like another one of these course people is that she talks endlessly about her money. If you Google uh, Alex Fasulo, um, all you'll get is like, I'm a six figure freelancer. I'm a 300,000 figure freelancer. She's done podcast interviews. She's written books about how to be a, a six figure freelancer. Oh, virtually everything I could find about her on Google was Alex Vasulo, six figure freelancer. And I've screenshotted the search results in the blog. Um, and now, so this, this is where I get suspicious. So like, why is someone, let's just say you're, you're earning 300,000 you're, that's through totally legitimate means. Here's what I would do. Take a holiday, go to the beach, enjoy my life. I might actually write a, a post, and I think I will if I ever get to this point, but my, my objective will be to tell people uh, if I want to go down this route, uh, you know, or a podcast, and, and I'm explaining this so that I don't sound hypocritical lest I ever do this. I'd be trying to tell people if you want to get up to this level, here's what you need to do. So I noticed two things about Fasulo. One, she talks incessantly about the money. Everywhere she talks about the money. I'm a 300,000 freelancer. I'm a six-figure freelancer. We've heard it before. Alex, Alexandra, um, you know, give it a rest. That's, that's my advice. Um, but it's just so consistent. It's literally everywhere. Um, and my, my suspicion then is she doesn't seem to share very much about how to freelance. And that's, this is my opinion. I watched a eight and a 15 second YouTube clip of her clapping and doing some kind of move to the camera and, and saying, how, how can you earn a thousand bucks a day? Ask me in the comments. So I'm seeing a few very strange dynamics. I'm seeing someone who talks constantly about their income. I'm seeing somebody who doesn't share very much for free um, with people. And that again makes me suspicious of her motives for being so brash um, and so public about her income. And uh, then here, then I struck gold. I found that she runs a course. So guess what, guys? We have somebody talking a lot about their income who's also trying to sell people on a course. And the course I found was called Mentor Camp. Um, and it got better. It just got better. So on Mentor Camp, she's teaching people how to go through the freelance writing boot camp. Um, you know, which is like a uh, I, I you know I, I I don't know how to become a freelancer. It's on Mentor Camp. Uh, let me actually get it up here. Mentor Camp, Alex Veluso. Um, and so just so that I don't misquote her in the context of making this, 
I have screenshotted this. So at at the time of of recording and of and of uh, recording both the audio and the video version of this podcast, it's called the Ultimate Digital Nomad Crash Course for making here we go again six figures on Fiverr.com. It's only forty seven bucks. Um, but let me just read some more marketing mark uh, so, some more of this landing page for you. The secrets of digital nomads, all in one easy to follow course. Uh, creating a cash machine. Uh, the secret to consistently getting clients, how to read analytics um, and see what needs to be improved on. Um, I'm noticing very small things, but I'm quite pedantic. Um, I'm quite pedantic. Um, Join 1200 plus students. So this already tells you here that she is obviously uh, monetizing a course and I found other monetization streams she has books on Amazon uh, she's selling other things so now that we now now we know that it's not only 300 so if she's earning 378 thousand thousand and that's only from Fiverr therefore assuming her course is selling she's earning more than that so again I ask if you're already making this much money why are you so why are you so hungry to make more and you could say well that's stupid people want to make extra money but I, I would say that a lot of people want to you know, or want, want a work-life balance would be kind of a, another consideration going into that. Um, oh yeah, and in this course at the bottom, and has it been removed? No, it hasn't. That was on our website. Sorry, alexfasulo.com, alexfasulo.com. Something else caught my attention, and I'll finish with this. And the bottom of her homepage, the freelance fairy, six-figure freelance writer, Fiverr millionaire. Uh, very very uh, active on Instagram and on TikTok. She says eleven thousand completed Fiverr orders. Now I, I I did a bit of arithmetic here. Now Alex, a recent article said she's twenty six years old. Um, so eleven thousand Fiverr was launched in the year twenty ten. Right. So if you divide um, if you divide those numbers, the amount of days between so 2010, 2010 to 2021 is 11 years. I'm just gonna actually do them again. 11 multiplied by 365 is 4,015, okay? 4,015 days that anybody could have been, roughly, that anybody, any, anybody could have been a Fiverr seller. If I divide 11,000 by 4,015, the answer I get, the figure I get, is two decimal seven three nine. So let's round that to two decimal seven four. It's about it's it's almost three. It's two point seven gigs per day, every single day of the week. If you're working three hundred and sixty five days a year for over a decade, you would have to do two point seven gigs a day for that Fiverr gig count to add up. I submit that that does not make sense, okay? So uh, we're getting up on 30 minutes here, so, well, 22. I think that really kind of gets across, like, just why I'm so suspicious about this story because uh, I don't think the numbers make sense, uh, at least if she's doing it by herself. Uh, I don't like the way she's being extremely aggressive about her income, and to me, it just seems so consistent, like every single article or blog or podcast or YouTube video or TikTok video or Instagram video is about making six figures and then to be to be selling a course. So this looks very much to me like what I call in this blog post, the self-perpetuating income cycle of freelance course gurus. And I attempted to map out in a little circular diagram how course gurus 
um, or or course gurus uh, make their money. So firstly, they they work uh, as a free as as whatever they they do as a graphic designer, freelance writer. Then they start talking about how much money they're making everywhere they can. Th this is how I perceive the cycle working. Then people get really excited about that. They say, oh, wow, look at this person on Instagram or on TikTok. You know, they're making six figures. They're sitting in front of a Ferrari. By the way, uh, easy, easy, easier to do than it used to be. Uh, you can rent Ferraris and they have these things now that you can rent a uh, fake business jet. You can literally rent a, a, a model of the cabin of a business jet in order to take photos for Instagram and TikTok. The photos for photos for Instagram videos for TikTok, right? So you just need to start doing this stuff. Uh, Daniel Rosell, the millionaire freelancer, drink at the Dead Sea with my Lamborghini in the background. Look at me, guys. Another day at the beach. Hashtag freelancer. Hashtag millionaire. Did you get me? Like, start doing that stuff. Then people will get interested in you and captivated in you. Gullible, gullible, gullible people, particularly uh, impressionable teenagers. Then you th then you hit them with your course, and your course is 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 the gold is your golden ticket to actually making this work. Your course is where you start selling people on um uh, on whatever knowledge and and by knowledge I mean I mean probably rehashed platitudes that you can get from Reddit or from watching somebody else's course, and then you start actually getting rich because people are paying for your course and it's passive income and you don't need to do anything. So this is the cycle that perpetuates and it's actually, again, uh, I'm not handing it to them. I'm not handing it to these guys. I'm not saying well done, but I'm saying quite clever, quite clever how that works. They're uh, fake millionaires on uh, Instagram and TikTok. So that's it, guys. I uh, hope this has been an interesting, this is my, this, this all the foregoing in the video and in, and in the podcast merely represents my opinion about Alex Fasulo uh, and about uh, freelance course, fake gurus and fake millionaires uh, and whatever you want to call them. Um, because I do think this is a big problem. I think this is a growing problem um, in the freelance industry. Um, I think it makes us legitimate freelancers who make our money the, the hard way through doing work for clients. I think it makes us all look kind of sketchy uh, when you see so many people flogging these courses of dubious credibility um, and I think it, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just kind of a scam. It's like a pyramid scheme um, that, uh, you know, um, ends up uh, just, just taking money from desperate people. And I don't think that's a, that's a good thing to, to, be, to be out there in the world or that I would support. So all my opinion, uh, feel free to get in touch with me through my website, through my email. Um, uh, you can follow me on Medium, particularly that's where I'm active, danielrosell.medium.com. Thanks for watching and I look forward to bringing out uh, future editions of the podcast i think if this uh if this if this all goes well we'll be in this uh blended uh format of uh, the video podcast going up on youtube and uh the audio going out through anchor going out from there to the conventional channels like spotify and apple and google thanks for listening slash watching and episode 18 coming up soon